We are back after a two-year hiatus over the top cycling presented by Gerard Cycles. I'm George Thomas. Thank you so much for listening. And for our reintroduction to the podcast circuit, we are visiting this evening with John Sheehan and Mick Walsh. John, Mick, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Absolutely, no worries. Thanks yeah, for having great, us. To, great to be back. <laughs> Thanks, George. Now, John, uh, you have a little bit to do with our presenting sponsor, Gerard Cycles. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, George, that's, Gerard Cycles is a, a bicycle company. It's my bicycle company. I started it uh, when I turned 50. Uh, I'm 50, 57, going on 58. And uh, I started it, you know, seven and a half years ago. Um, and it was a, you know, it's basically a, a dream of mine. Uh, my whole life to uh, to have it, and finally, um, yeah, I, I I took the plunge and done it and did it. It took a lot of took a lot of you know finances and effort. I had to get a lot of things figured out along the way to be able to do it. But it's you know it's kind of like a dream come true, to be quite honest. Now, your mission statement to elevate the cycling experience with world class bikes, unparalleled customization, and superior aftercare. Uh, there's a lot about your story that really attracted me to uh, Gerard Cycles. Can you tell us a little bit about that mission statement? Well, yeah, well, George, I always, um, I just believe in, you know, everywhere I go, I believe in, like, doing everything as best as I can. And I, you know, I, I, I really, I, I think about that all the time, about where I get that from. And so I try and I, I, I've been in construction for 25 years. I have a construction company and I, we do high end construction, you know, you know, up to, you know, a couple of years ago, three years ago in the Seattle area. And I think that, um, that, uh, that, you know, a high level of customer service, I, I really don't know where I get it from, but I, I do have it. I always remember I was always as, a, as a child with the bikes that we, we built, they used to build bikes for like, even like, you know, the kids in the area, my next door neighbors and stuff like that. I always, you know, we always wanted to have the best bikes in the, in the, the Irish Peloton, you know, and I, I even remember times when I used to help Nick with his bike. I can remember in the kitchen trying to get a, a pedal off a crank, you know, it was always good that, you know, um, you know, that, so, but that, so that's what I focus on. I focus on, like, I always say, like, we're building the company one bike at a time. And so people really get a lot of hands-on, um, you know, uh, work from us. And, you know, they basically, they get a lot of, they get a lot from us, you know. And they I've get, seen that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just something we do. Now, obviously, we can't do that for everybody that, you know, we send, send a bike, you know, send a bike to Boston tomorrow or send one to, you know, Las Vegas next week. You know, it, you know, we can't, we can't do that for, you know, touch and feel, but we do actually offer where anybody that buys a bike, they can come and get fit for free if they're willing to, you know, get to us. And we also have that thing where they, if they send us video analysis, we'll analyze that for them and give them suggestions over the phone you know same with fitting you know so that they know make sure they're getting the right size bike as well and obviously so, people can get more information at www.gerardcycles.com that's g-e-r-a-r-d-c-y-c-l-e-s 
Now, Mick, what, a 50-year-old guy decides to start building frames and you became an ambassador for the company. Aside from sharing the same accent, uh, what was it? That... <laughs> yeah, John, John and I go back a long way. Um, probably you know, 1982, 83, I don't know. You know, Mick, we never talked about this, but I think the very first time I went down the Wicklow Road with Hardy Percival, and you remember Hardy, yeah, I think I think we met the Bray Wheelers, and I think yeah. you might have been out on the spin. So I think the very okay. first time I, at eighteen years of age, went down yeah. on a a real bike ride, yeah. a hundred miles. Yeah. Uh, I think I met you. I mean, we haven't talked yeah. about that have yeah. so much uh-huh. history together, yeah. you know. But that's yeah. uh-huh. that's how far back okay. we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Me and Mick have been, you know, intertwined in our cycling life since day one on my part anyway Mick, Mick yeah, I, yeah. I only took it up at 18 it's only at 18 that I so I was never a junior bike rider where yeah. Mick was yeah yeah so, it's kind of funny, isn't it, when you think about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, and we've been on we've been on teams together, and it's it's you know we've been we've been racing together. We raced against each other, and you know we've yeah. always had a yeah a great uh, a great fun racing together, and yeah, it's good, yeah, yeah. And and make, like we we've done more than race. We've we've done yeah. plenty of drinking together as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Mick, you could ride just about any bike you wanted. What is it that you're really looking for in a frame? It's, yeah, just comfort and, and uh, you know, just the fit. John John sets the fit up perfectly for you. You know, I mean, I've seen him with customers when, I, when I've been down at a shop. And, um, you know, regardless of what level you're at, John will, you know, take the time and uh, and uh, make your fit. I remember you saw there was one woman at, at the, the shop when I was there one time, and you know she 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 hadn't ridden very much at all, but John was, you know, taking taking every care to uh, to make sure her position was right and asking her what she thought, and you know, does this feel better? Or does you know how does this feel? And you know, maybe we can do this. And so. Just the, the uh, you know the care and attention he pays. Uh, I knew the frame would be good. Uh, you know, John's always been you know even when he's out on the spin, people he doesn't know he go hey you need to do this or you know your <laughs> your 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 bars are you know are too high. So he's always watching out for people and you know wanting them to get the best out of their their riding. So I knew it'd be a good bike and. Um, it's it's been it's been really good uh comfortable you know you know, handles really well and uh yeah i'm happy with it and uh yeah. you actually rode it to a very successful sub 55 hour pbp yes yes i mean and that was i mean i i i'd, I'd, I'd ridden it for maybe two three months before that only so uh, uh yeah it was it was good i had no issues and um it, and that's 1200 kilometers for everybody that doesn't know what pvp is so it was a um it was a long time and and you know i didn't have any any bike issues so john how do you work in comfort and performance because those generally aren't two words that necessarily go together yeah, like george that, like you have a great point 
that that is not my main thing. I have co- I have done lots of coaching in fact, but I want to dispel what I consider to be a slight myth. This thing about comfort and performance as being two opposite ends of the spectrum. I actually believe that there really is only one correct fit that I, I think the, the fit that's comfortable you know can be aerodynamic and fast as well and powerful so I you know I, I, I don't I, we don't really go in for this oh you're old you know or you want comfort let's have your bars above your saddle your saddle and if you're a racer let's slam everything as low as we can get it I actually, you know, when we, you know, in the old days, we, me and Mick, I'm sure Mick would agree, yeah, we were, yeah, we were yeah. taught, we were taught by like people, you know, Paddy Martin, Peter Crinion, you know, John Lally, John Lally, <laughs> Lally in the races, yeah. yeah, they, you know, they'd school us in the races and then they, they'd give us a few tips afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, so <laughs> that, that's part of one of that, that thing that like, you know, I'm always like, hey, you know, what? Like, think about your saddle height. It might be a little bit low. You know what I mean? Um, so the, the comfort and performance aspect of things, um, I, I think that a comfortable, you know, you can have a performance position and still be comfortable. I have a good example of this. So there's actually another PVP writer, uh, Yano Gardez is his name. So he's, he's actually, he's getting a bike from us. Right, so he's ordered a bike, but of course, in the pandemic times, we have to wait for his equipment to come in from Shimano. It's ordered, you know, here, like you know, the middle of July, we build his bike up, get it underneath him. But I did a bike. I actually did a bike fit on him before, you know, to size him for the bike, and I was, I was kind of surprised, like how kind of unaerodynamic he was. And so we changed his position on his current bike. Um, and uh, he, you know, we, so we, we changed his position. I said, hey, listen, how about trying this? We, you know, are you open to trying this? Because you have to ask people whether they're open to try change. And he was. And he says that with it, you know, uh, like, you know, two, three riots, he's, and he's a, he's a pretty small guy. He, you know, he, you know, he's pretty small. He picked up. He, he reckons he picked up fifteen watts. Fifteen watts, wow. you know, average. You know, which which for someone like Yannel, who is he's pretty small. He's you know he's so you know, and he's an endurance rider. It, it's a huge number, and that's that that's his actual. I just asked him how the position felt, and he said, "Of course, he said it felt great." And he said, "I think I picked up about fifteen watts." You know, so. And, and, yeah, and, and I dropped his stem and I pushed him out and I hired his saddle and I pushed him back. You know, all these kind of performance things and he says it, it's more comfortable. So the point, the point that I, about the comfort is, for me, if, if I'm stuck up in the air and I'm catching all the wind, that's where I'm uncomfortable because I'm getting dropped. <laughs> you, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Did, uh, he rode with his friend Fabian Legayo and they did a 400k 
250 mile ride in 14 hours a couple of weeks ago average 20 miles an hour moving speed <laughs> so uh <laughs> i think the bike fit works <laughs> yeah and yeah and, and, and he's he's your age i think about john yeah yeah he's a super so, nice guy super nice guy. yeah so he's yeah yeah he's nice. <laughs> so you know uh, what's unusual george what's unusual to me is there's there are you know and i do i do like I do bike position, like I do bike position for like like uh, like Cormac McGill. He's one of my ambassadors. He rides for Wildlife Generation. You know, he's riding. You know, on a pro country team. You know, he just just finished the you know tour of Turkey. You know, like I say, he's doing the uh, Iron Horse Classic this weekend. But I, you know, one of the first things I did with Cormac when I met him, he was only seventeen. You know, I told him like, hey, if you do what you're told, you know. I'll, you know, you're good enough, I'll make you a pro. He's a pro now. But one of the things I said to him was, hey, if you're going to be a world-class bike rider, you have to have a world-class bike position. And then I said, everything has to be world-class, you know, nutrition, training, but you have to have a world-class bike position. So I, I'm i very big on bike position. It's, that's one of the my, my mantras. I, I really, I... I'm, you know, I think it's a big thing. You know, I'm always focused and I'm trying to eke out the marginal gains as David Brailsford says. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to be comfortable. Huh? Well, I think yeah. we're going to have a number yeah, of shows on bike fit uh, and the importance yeah. of bike fit. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on this evening was something we were chatting about a little bit before we started recording and uh, kind of a little discussion to wrap things up. But I, I, we were Mick brought up, uh, you know, a level of cyclists and talking about the build of uh, the person whose uh, saddle or whose bike position you changed. And one of the things we were talking about was how cycling is really there for everybody. John, can you yeah, kind of get I, into that? Let's touch on that. And I'd love to yeah. hear what Mick has to say about that as well. Yeah, yeah sure. It's great. I mean, we've seen lots of people... With the pandemic, there's lots more people getting out on bikes. You know, as John says, you know, you can't get any parts or anything. So there's a lot more people getting out on bikes and learning, you know, how how great cycling is. And uh, so, uh, you know, kind of teaching them and, you know, getting getting them to get the best out of their, out of their, uh, their cycling, whatever they want out of it, you know. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll bring more people into racing and more, more people into recreation and rides, more people into randonneuring, you know, more people into gravel riding. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think, George, I think one of the things you're, you're touching on there, like, the, like makes said the pandemic, the pandemic has been great for bike sales and getting people interested out of the gym, onto two wheels. It's all great. But the one thing, like, I think what you're touching on about is that no matter who you are, there is, if you're 300 pounds, you know, okay, there's, there's still some, some form of cycling for you. It might be downhill mountain biking, right? Where you take the chair up and you ride down. Like if you're, you know, a, 125 pounds and, you know, 4% body fat, you know, boom, you, you, you can go do the Iron Horse Classic. And big ring, you know, big ring the passes, right? Like if you're if you're a guy from the gym, you're like, oh, I'm a weight trainer. Well, you can go to the track and you can do the kilo, right? 
you know, if you're, you know, there's, if you're like six foot three and Lee and you're like, hey, you know what, I'm, you, well, you can do, you can do the pursuit, right? I mean, like, there's, you know, or if you're just an all-rounder, you're not great at any one thing, but you can just get into, like, longish road races and, you know, you know, have some good stamina and a bit of strength and you can win, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's something there for everybody. And it's one of the things that I coach, I coach the riders and one of the, one of the, the young riders, and I always emphasize this, I tell them, you have to learn how to win, right? And by that, I mean, you have to learn what your skill set is to get, to get your win. You know, if you're a book 25, you're not probably not going to be a sprinter, give it a go, you know, with 5k to go, that, that kind of stuff, right? You, you know, so there is something in the bike for everyone. You might be a time trialist, you might be a mountain biker, you might be cyclocross, whatever. That, that, that's what's amazing about the bike. The bike has something for everybody. So Mick, you are a pretty much all-around cyclist. What are your plans for 2021? No, I'm not sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2021, I'm going to do my my big my big event is race across Oregon. Um, so it's a, a UMCA uh, championship, or is it what's is it a new word for the new World Ultra Cycling Association? Ultra Cycling Association, yeah, WUCA, um, and. Uh, so yeah, I'm working on my crew and uh, <laughs> trying to get a rental car, but that's 500 miles, and you know I've done it, done it a few times. Uh, and you've won. Don't be bashful. Tell people that you won it before. Let's just put <laughs> yeah. that down. Yeah, yeah, right. I've won it twice and didn't I finish five times. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So but uh, yeah, Mick that. Is, George, Mick is very humble, right? <laughs> Mick, Mick has won. You know. You know stages in stage races and you know massive road races you know in his past all over you know all over europe so he's very he's very humble so don't don't let him be too humble george right? <laughs> Figgy. <laughs> that's me mr piggy <laughs> but, uh, yeah and uh, i hope to do the 24 hour World Time Class Championship in Borrego Springs as well. So they're the, the two events for the year. And how about you, John? What are your goals for 2021? Jesus, like get a good night's sleep. I think. No, that's a I'm, good one. <laughs> I'm uh, well. We're you know we're working on the company all the time. We're you know we're building bikes all the time. You know we're we're getting over the challenges at the supply chain. You know we. It's a lot more, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot more work involved with like getting the parts for the people. Like, you know, we have to do a lot of running around and finding it here and shipping it in here to get the bikes built for people. But we're doing that. But also personally, you know, you know, one of my challenges, if you saw me, George, like I'm 245 pounds, you know, I'm a lot heavier than what I used to be when I was, you know, riding seriously. Um, and I was still head. I was still, you know, listen. I was still heavy then when I was riding seriously. I, from what we learn now, but I mean, so trying to just get out like Monday, Wednesday, you know, Saturday for you know a spin just to keep the legs moving, you know, um, and to try and just we're, I try and make plans for when 
with the pandemic eases up that like maybe we might get like next winter with planning like kind of a um an ambassador training camp we might go to portugal we have some we have some friends there we might go um do an ambassador training camp in portugal really like training slash you know having uh, having, having the crack as we say you know in ireland that's what we say having the crack crack is uh, irish gaelic for fun so you know get all the ambassadors together and uh, have a little bit of a winter time because in the northwest here the weather the weather's not terrible you know mick rides all the time you know uh, i'm i'm not kind of that dedicated you know but uh try and try and just have a little you know a little training camp in february you know get a few miles in try and cut the weight a bit that's it really you know i mean just it is really nice to be outside and be with people again. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining us. Looking forward to our next show as well, where we're going to be featuring uh, an interview with Chuck Kinlan, the director of Obra, and find out about uh, what Obra is up to, especially following the shutdown from last year. So, John, Mick, anything you'd like to say in conclusion? opportunity uh it's it's been a you know thank you very much for the opportunity and interviewing us and it's just a lot of fun for me to to talk i i could i could genuinely i think sit here and talk for five or six hours no problem until it became bedtime about cycling i never have a problem talking about cycling but you know i just say anybody you know you know we don't like to be plugging but if if somebody looks at the website to have any questions just call us we just we're, we're delighted to talk we love talking about bikes, Mick? plain and simple, and bike riding. Yeah, George, it's great to have you back, have uh, over the top back on the air, and uh, hopefully it'll uh, it'll be as successful as before, and it's great to also see John you know, getting his cycling business going and, and uh, having some success there, and hopefully that will continue, and uh, we'll all get out and ride together and go for a beer after and more on that well thanks so much for tuning in to listen to Over the Top Cycling presented by Gerard Cycles from the Over the Top Studios in Nederland, Colorado I'm George Thomas